You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. Can you please I was actually going to say that I'm looking for something like print. You will. Have you heard of Yeah. Everyone? Not everyone. This is number eight. Well, I guess for the ones that you've been on, it's number five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I'll wait to start. What's that? I'll wait till we start. Okay, so let us do our silence. Welcome to another Boker broadcast. Bottle Top Flip by Arthur Contadelli. Thank you very much. Who is with me as always? But tonight, we have a change-up. We've traded in a Steve. Uh, we have traded in a Steve. He is so integral to the cast that we had to reach all the way down south to a very expert of the game. Please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I am Terrence Johnson uh, from the Minority Report. And the Minority Report is a what? Is a podcast. It's a podcast. Yes. Now who's the oh, wise guy? So now how, who's long the wise you, guy? how long have you been doing that podcast? It's new, newer, right? It's newer? No, we've been doing it for about we five like, years. No, nowhere near that long. Really? Probably about two. Two years. Yeah. Oh, good yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm sure it's lovely. I think you've been doing it for <laughs> All right. Now yeah. So Terrence happens to be in the New York area, and of course, Arthur could not let him get away. You know, and Terrence, just so you understand, we do not normally, we're, we're not a, 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 a guest host uh, podcast, right? We don't we don't try to grab, you know, the uh, the big players in the I, area, big people I'm, in the area. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. Uh, we're just so thrilled you could be here. Seriously, we're very, very happy that we were able to do this, and we're very sorry Steve couldn't actually be here with us as well. Yeah, like, the, the only thing I have to say is that you mentioned me earlier as an expert. I'm not exactly sure about that part. I'm more like a... No, you can't do this. You're an expert. You've been playing long enough. So the way you get to be an expert at something is that someone else recognizes you as such. Hey, look at that. There's an expert sitting right there. There you go. There he is. Done. That guy must be an expert. I would easily argue that the people on my podcast would gravely differ in their opinions of whether or not I'm an expert. Well, look... Well, you can be an expert at the game. You're an expert at the... The, the game as a whole, the community at large. Uh, you, or, you're probably or, pretty good with the rules. I don't know if you're the best player in the world, but you're I, still an expert. You know, but also the other piece of that is the other people on your podcast might not know their assholes from their elbows. That is right? true. Right? That so, is true. you know, there that there is, is that. I mean, you're putting a lot, of, a lot of faith in those guys. All right. So Boker, Broadca- Boker Broadcast number eight. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. A couple of quick announcements. If you have not heard or checked out the website, the Boker Brawl has been moved to April, April 28th this year. That weekend will be uh, the Boker Brawl. We're really excited about it. We're hoping lots of folks can make it out. Uh, there have been a couple of questions. You know, uh, since big bases are now not a thing, what are we going to do? So instead of the big base brawl, we're going to do the big bounty brawl, and we're just going to give – uh, a crap load of stuff away to the best of our ability. Same thing, top, you know, in that 32-person tournament, top 16 people are going to win. Lots of awesome stuff. We're going to also run another uh, Iron Gauntlet qualifier to be held at Warfare Weekend. I got approval from Gonzo for that over the weekend. So we're going to have that as well. And then our five-person team event. And we're really hoping we extended an invitation to Privateer Press. And we said, hey, you guys want to uh, put together a team and come on out? 
Now, they're actually very interested in uh, coming out in, in some capacity. We don't know if it's going to happen, if it can happen. But if it can, it would be amazing. You know what? Actually, do we have a way for, you know, the seven listeners that we have, do we have a way for them to get in touch with us in some capacity? Yes, they can email questions at thebokerbrawl.com. All right, so here, I'm going to post a question. General question, just looking for feedback. Do you think that in Mark IV, we should continue with a five-man team tournament, or would you also like to see a three-man? Should we have both? Should we have one or the other? And you want that question out there to the people, to the masses. So obviously we were talking beforehand, and it was something that came up, and I'm just kind of curious to see like what everybody's opinion is. Well, if they just want to give us an opinion, they can also reach us through Facebook. We have a uh, Facebook page for the Boker Brawl. You That's can message true. us, right? So you have to send me a whole email for I like free man. <laughs> uh, might be easier. So, yeah, I'd be interested to get people's opinion as well. But, uh, you know, of course, we do love the five-person marquee uh, event at our Boker we Brawl weekend. Yeah, it just, is absolutely amazing. Sometimes it's easier to get three. Yep. That's the only reason why I threw it out there. Yep. And, you know, also, to be perfectly honest, we're hoping that uh, a lot of WTC hopefuls you know, say, hey, let's 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 go give that format a shot. Let's get our practice in. Uh, we just love to see the the level of competition elevated each time we play a game. And then, uh, of course, everyone just has to have a massively good time. That's the only other requirement. Right. OK, so that is it for our official announcements. We have a couple things on tap tonight. Something very interesting happened this past weekend. Uh, Arthur was not able to make our first game club games day. The games day was a a, a new format, if you will, not really a new format, but a new approach to the tournament that uh, Steve Rabideau developed. He said, you know, instead of us worrying about how many rounds and, and you know, and uh, especially with the rules still being in beta, that we would just, we want people to gather. Let's get together. We'll pair people up. We'll round robin. And just to get people playing games and it, it would be supported. And uh, I wasn't able to make it either. <laughs> I was in, I was in Chicago on a family thing. You were in, in where was it, Lancaster? Poconos. Poconos on a work thing, right? But you know who was there? Steve Rabideau. Terrence was there. Terrence was there. Yes, I was. You were there. So why don't you tell us about our game club's game day? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was very interesting. I had a great time. Um, I think the way Steve ran it was pretty cool. He actually gave each person a sheet of paper, wrote your name down on the sheet of paper. Then he had essentially three different pots that you can put your name in. 50.75 50.75 or 100. So you throw your name at whatever point level you wanted to play. And based on what who would, how many people was in there, he paired you up with you to play. You finish that game, put your name back in the pot. If you want to change point levels, you could. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. You didn't run that by me. That sounds really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Not that, that, had, was, not that he had to. That's why it was a good idea. Uh, no, thank you, thank you. Not that he had to. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I, I I was I didn't get all those details. That's great. Yeah, and especially for me. So I have specifically not played any Mark Four games. Really? Because I had the I was in I qualified for the Invitational at Warfare Weekend. Uh, same thing with me. Yeah. So I did not want to like cloud my mind with oh yeah I'm with two you. different sets of rules. Oh absolutely. So, same thing with me. Yeah. I, I didn't want to cloud my mind with rules. I'm heading to the WTC to judge. I got the poker <laughs> ball. I couldn't have Mark IV. Yeah. I, I avoided Mark IV for a while. So this was my first opportunity to get some games in. I actually did some pretty unique things with some lists. I think uh, yeah, hindsight. Well, 
in two Orgothon editions, I've been still playing my Crucible Guard. Okay. So, oh. I did something that I've tried to do earlier in Mark III uh, that I was unsuccessful with, but this time I was determined to make it work. Which I played Benny. Ah. So, a lot of, you know, a lot of people have commented that she was actually pretty good even in Mark III. I, I don't know. I've never even seen her on the table, so... But the, answer the, the question. It does, but I mean, like, the what is it called? Downrange? Is that the name of the spell? Yes. Seems like a good spell. I mean, that's as far as I'll go. Downrange is a beautiful spell. Yeah. It's a great spell. Great spell. Can one spell make a caster? Unless it's I TK, know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, TK has made casters, and what was the one that made Sorsha? Um, Freezing Grip. Freezing Grip made Sorsha. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is possible. So, uh, Downrange is good. I don't know if it's TK good. What's no, downrange do? He gets plus two to uh, range damage rolls. Okay. So it's, it's like a, a range version of in, uh, Ignite. Okay, is it upkeep or is it every... It's upkeep. Okay. So... You put on like a Vulcan in Mach 3. Uh, Vulcan just plus two strength on all of its guns. Um, I would think put it maybe on some Crystal Gun Infantry. I don't know if you were playing Crystal Gun Infantry. No. Crystal Gun Infantry actually seem interesting in Mach 4 right now. Why? Oh, you're upset because I tapped my hand on the table? Because you know I'm going to keep tapping. Repeatedly. Well, I'm talking. I have to use my hand. I'm Italian. You are prejudicing as Italians, and now you're like, I don't know. You're appropriating my culture or some shit. Whatever, like, the young people that are dumb think. That's what you're doing. Do you understand anything that you just said? No. Okay. Let us keep moving with less tapping in front of the microphone, please. All right, then. Uh, so you played uh, you played Crucible Guard. You had you had fun. Yeah, great time. Did everyone go out afterward or? No, we didn't go out afterwards. Um, I ended up uh, I met uh, some locals, Pat and oh well, Steve King and George George. And George. Well, George, George was like Carcosa. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so I met some locals. So we had Steve Rabadou, Steve King, uh, Chris Conaccio was there. Uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of people, but nobody knows who these people are. Dave was there. there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So met some locals. We ended up, we, I was, because I was in my company car, so we, I didn't roll with me. We drove back and got lost <laughs> and uh, ended up going through all five boroughs before I got back to my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> let's turn it out, Albuquerque. Then they uh, decided that they were going to order pizza. So we ordered a, the famous New York style pizza. Do you want to, do you want to start this fight? I mean, do you really want to start this fight? Right I mean, you were in Jersey. Everything in Jersey sucks. I wasn't in Jersey when I ordered the pizza. Where were you? I was in New York. Queens? Yes. <laughs> I never told you how shitty Queens is. Yes, you have told me that. Yeah, what did I say? I said Queens is shitty. <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's nothing. Everybody knows Queens is shitty. <laughs> Queens is so shitty. They put not one but two airports there. Queens is so shitty. It's got the largest cemetery in all of New York. Queens is so shitty that when the World's Fair was going to be held in New York, they said. Put him in fucking Queens. We don't want this riffraff running around the rest of the city. Queens that, is so shitty, they put the Mets in there. Yeah, he was winding up to that one. That's 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 it's always the last one. Yeah, that's, that's the a Mets, big drop there. The, the Mets, Mets joke. Suck. Yeah. Okay, so you had bad pizza, which yeah. it just astounds all of us from Queens. You had bad pizza. 
Uh, but then, so even after attending the Maplewood Games Day event, you then went on to go to the to to the go to the New York Gaming Club, right, Carcosa? Correct. All right. Yeah. So the following Tuesday, so the Maplewood event was on Sunday. And Tuesday, um, I was gracious enough uh, before I came. I hit up Seth. I said, Seth, I'm going to be in town. What's going on? And let me say this. Before I say anything else, if you don't like War Machine for a game, that's fine. But the War Machine and Horse community is bar none the best gaming community I've ever heard of, been in, been a part of. Undoubtedly. For for what I do at my job sometimes, I end up traveling. I go on Facebook, I hit up somebody, say, hey, I'm in town. And it's like, people are like, okay, we got you. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about it. We got you. And people come out to play. I can find things to do in the evenings. Because sometimes with my job, I don't got anything to do in the evening. So to me, it's boring sitting in my sure. hotel. So I had hit up uh, Steph before I came. I said, Steph, I'm, Steph, I'm going to be in town. What's going on? He's like, I'm not... Gonna be in town, but I got you though. By the way, next time I should be a first phone call. Just saying. <laughs> okay, I will make sure. Just, just if you are the first one. And then after you get frustrated with him and hang up, then call me. No, but please continue. Because he's coming to town, I roll out the red carpet. It's true, you did. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna be there, but he introduced me to a couple guys and talked with them over the chat. Hey, ended up getting. That's how I met Pat for Sunday. He, Patty, even volunteered to come pick me up, drive me to the event. Oh, that's amazing. Patty, yeah. no, that's good people. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. We have tons of good people. <laughs> yeah. Tons of good people in this matter. And you're going to see them all again at the Boca Brawl. Yep. I will be here. Now, do you guys have officially your team set for the brawl or? Not that I know. Okay. That's, that's, that's a Damon question. Okay. You weren't in charge of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a member. I'm not yeah. that, all the other stuff. <laughs> I, it up I don't put the small stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I'm really glad you're having a great War Machine experience, if not the best pizza experience. You know, well, he didn't, he didn't have to. That's what I'm saying. He should yeah. have had. You know, I wish he had great pizza as well as great War Machine. I'll, take I mean, that. I'll face it tomorrow. Now, you went to Warfare Weekend as well. Correct. I was not able to go to Warfare Weekend. It was too close to the brawl, too close to WTC. You chose not to go, yeah, Arthur, to the uh, to uh, Warfare Weekend. I had a financially, I had to pick basically between Belgium and St. Louis, and I picked Belgium. All right, but maybe I, you know, I, I might regret it slightly, but that's beside the point. Let's move on. Okay, so uh, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about what was happening at Warfare Weekend? I mean, I know everyone knows about it. They know, you know, everyone knows the Invitational goes on there, the Iron Gauntlet. Uh, and I'm sure everyone knows that Toddler Michael won everything. Uh, but, you know, talk about if you were just there, you know, what was the stuff people were doing? What could you talk about? Um, I mean, one of the things about War Machine as a game is the thing most War Machine and Horse players would agree with me when you say the pinnacle of it is Warfare Weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as when you get to see a large group of people together playing the game, you can get in as many games as you want to. You can play scrambles. Uh, this year, like you said, it was the first year that the Iron Gauntlet was there as well as the Invitational. So you have to have played the Iron Gauntlet on Friday. You got to play an Invitational on Saturday night. Uh, you got to hang out with friends. Um, I guess I'm a little bit biased. 
St. Louis is my hometown. Mm. So I love being able to go home. Uh, I was there. I just eat a barbecue the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm really hoping to get there next year. Um, you know, I know Stop he. the pizza. Yeah, I know that. Uh, what? What are you going to compare that cracker shit? You know what? In 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 honor of Seth, yeah. I'm going to end this conversation with saying no, you can't win this have conversation. Your way. You have can't it your it's, way. It's not, you just can't it, win. You can't win. It's impossible. I really appreciate you taking it, taking one for the team. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate it. So it's um, not taking one for the team. It's a statement of fucking fact. There's no way anything in St. Louis pizza related could beat anything here pizza related. Even the shittiest fucking place here and the greatest place there, it's not even close. The nice thing about this don't 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 you do that is don't is, you do uh, that you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a, a, you're really gonna have an accident. Today. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is we we have got solid places to cut right? We just yeah. cut cut out the ramp yeah. and then we can keep moving. So um, I know that Eric already released the uh, the dates for for Warfare Weekend for next year. So I just have to personally hope that um, uh, yeah, I personally hope that uh, New Jersey Teachers Convention Weekend, which is like a four day weekend because the teachers all go to a convention, I'm not invited because I'm administration, uh, <laughs> lines up, and then I'm gonna have no problem being there for all the days of the weekend. And then of course it also depends on where the WTC lands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's talk about it uh, being in later October, so they haven't released dates for that either. But I'm really hoping to make it next year, even if it's just for like, you know, Saturday Sunday, right? Yeah. Just just to get something of the experience down. I mean, to, I mean, Warfare Weekend, every Warfare Weekend have made great friends. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> not this past Warfare Weekend, but the Warfare Weekend before that, I met somebody who, even to this day, astonishes me. With their their knowledge and their opinion, I met Art as the one, <laughs> and even then, his opinion was stone solid. Yeah, you can sway him. He does have. There is no wiggle room. And I think I'm very open minded about so much. Just, 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 just not food. Or that's pretty much it. That's it. Just food. Pretty sure. Much. Let me keep talking. I'll come up with something else. But I mean. <laughs> It's pretty much food. Okay. It's, it's honestly, it's one of the hardest reasons why I can't leave. You can't leave the I basement. Hate, no, fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the tri-state area. Oh, I like see. I'd want to move. And I was like, I'm always same three questions: Where the fuck am I going to get Chinese? How am I going to eat pizza? What about bagels? What about ravioli for that matter? Ravioli. Shit. When we we even where wherever I just went, Belgium. Like Belgium, I was closest to Italy than I've ever been, and I still couldn't even get a decent tomato. I'm it's true. It. He tried. Yeah. Um, it's not so, torture. Let me ask this question. At some point in time, if in the world, you typically ask yourself a question, right? If everything else is wrong and you are right, sometimes... And everything else. Then you, it's not everything else. It's those three things. That's, that's the holy trinity like, of, of culinary cuisine. A bagel? Bagels, Chinese, and pizza. That's my trifecta. Leave a me bagel alone. is a Leave me culinary... alone. Yes, yeah, right. A bagel. A bagel. A secret that was so well guarded and unionized in its production that only until a bunch of rats came along did common folk ever get their hands on one. That's true. Everything I just said is 100% true. The, the bagel recipe was a guarded secret held only by the Bagel Makers Union for years. And a rat did what now? A rat... Gave away the recipe. 
Oh, a, okay, sorry. A rat gave away the recipe, and now the rest of the heathens have. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That's true. It's 100% true story. At first, when you said a rat. Well, I a rat. You well, a I'm rat. sorry. I forgot where I was. My <laughs> people would have known when I said rat. Yeah, Brad people? Paul, who's listening, he would know when I said rat. He knew exactly what I meant. Would he? I don't think Brad listens. Brad listens. Does he? From me. Oh, that's nice. I'm the, I told you, I'm the entertaining one. Look, people want to hear me. If Brad is listening now, he's listening for me. Well, he, he will when I tell him that you were on. Okay. Because then that'll pique his curiosity. Fair enough. Fair enough. Terrence is the attraction on this cast. Absolutely. Let, let us, we can agree Absolutely. on that much. I uh, will try to tone down my charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Because the searing light was burning us all. Yeah. I thought I could make myself laugh. Very important. It is. At least you got yourself. Oh, yeah, so, uh, we've really been tangenting here for a while. I want to get us back talking about War Machine. Okay. So, one of the things I did not like about War Machine has, uh, I'm sorry, Warfare Weekend has nothing to do with Warfare Weekend. Uh, it was super cool that the Boca Brawl got to spoil all these army lists, right? The yeah. privateer did that for us. And then for Warfare Weekend, they got to spoil some scenarios, right? Yes. And I said to, uh, I said to Eric, I said, I, I want to post in general something to the effect of warning everybody now, unreleased, unbeta tested, right off of somebody's desk, brand new, don't get upset. He goes, no, no, everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. Don't worry. And as soon as the first one, know that. as soon as the first one came out, oh my God, people exploding everyone. I just kept typing the same thing into every one of the different chats and every one of the different Facebook posts, untested not even beta, like everyone take a breath. What was it like down there when it happened? So it was a big commotion, as a, of course. I mean, just, just because the nature of who we are as players, right? Yeah. Somebody's going to nitpick you, and they're going to nitpick it apart. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's a little more than that. Huh? So um, It's a little bit more than that. Like, you know, most of the people in the community, we're in it because we're we're invested in it. Our hearts yeah. are in it. Our passion's in it. So. You know, you want it to be good. Yeah, you want it to be great. And and I think at the end of the day, the finished product will be. But like like Seth was saying, all right, the be- it was a beta. It was an, it was an alpha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty early. Is alpha. that the right testing? I mean, I don't know what the stages are. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Alpha was even before the end. Then right. It's only even before alpha, but it may even. It's the cocktail. <laughs> well, honestly, some of the things like, you know, oh, here are these optional things that you can get points for. And it was like, I got the distinct impression that something on that list was like, oh, someone walked by somebody's desk and said, hey, do this. Okay. And they just kind of wrote it down. Yeah. But, you know. The the first scenario, especially the one that released on the first day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one released on Thursday. 12 flags. There was 12, uh, 12 flags. Maybe it's only nine. Nine. Nine or 12 flags, yeah. Nine, because so, I had to do the math when I cut all the 20 millimeter uh, uh, MDF circles for yeah. uh, for game day. The one, it was, it was. It's pretty unplayable, the way they listed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, the one thing about the community is we rallied around it. The organizers at Warfare Weekend sat down. They made some changes to it just to make it so people could play. Um, granted, all the scenarios that they release have a point level on them. Right. So I think that's the thing you got to pay attention to. Is these scenarios were designed with in mind a specific point. So they weren't designed so that you can play up at every point level. I gotcha. So let me ask you another question. What were people's impressions 
of the alternating placement of terrain. Never mind that you couldn't place terrain well on that nine objective map right. because you, you, know, you had the, created the, the, the columns right. and the rows. Just in general, what was everyone's impression of, 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 of taking turns placing terrain? So I've heard a kind of little mixed bag. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel that it is pretty cool. Most, some, but not most. I'm gonna say the small amount of people that think it's a pretty cool thing to do. Okay. I think at the end of the day, most other players think that it is. It is another place where the seasoned player can just screw over yeah. a new yeah. player. I, and it's funny that you say that because I so I always look at things from two lenses, right? I look at the, the organizer lens yeah. and then the player lens, yeah. right? Um, and I always do more organizing than playing just because of the nature of things. Yeah. So as an organizer, hey, great. I don't have to set up tables. That is amazing. Let everyone place their terrain. That sounds great. That sounds really interesting. And then, well, wait a second. Does each player get to place a hill? Does each player get to place an objective? Is there an order that these, you know, it, so there are a lot of unanswered questions. And then it's like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to lay down terrain thinking, oh, Look at this. I'm going to put this hill right here. That'll be cool. Thwop. I'm going to put this swamp right here. That's going to be kind of cool. Whereas someone like Brad Park is going to say, all right, I'm putting this Brad? trench right. What's that? Why are you going to call him Brad? Sorry. Because he's a great player. I thought I was just being really clear about this. A uh, great player, Brad Park, is going to say, well, I'm going to put this, this trench right here. And then that's going to hide my caster. And then I'm going to put this objective right here. That's going to force you to walk around this way. And then I've got this unit that's going to shoot your guy. Like he's going to have it all mapped out. Great. Right. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm well, not, I, I'm gonna, I'm I don't want to feel, uh, let me finish one thought. And I, I don't mean to step on you there, but I think feel, losing a game because you feel like you didn't place your terrain correctly is going to be a bad feeling. <laughs> Excellent. I didn't it mean your drop it. It wasn't in your head. You wouldn't have had the accident. That's true. Arthur, did you have a thought on this? I'm going to tell you what's good and bad. Please. What's good in my opinion, is the, the the alternate placing, it does add a level of complexity and or strategy to the game. And that's a two-sided coin, but for the most part, I like it. Uh, from the organizer standpoint, or from even the player standpoint, what's the rules? In other words, let's assume, for argument's sake, that six pieces of terrain is the magic number. Does that mean I should be entitled to have six of every single terrain piece in the game so that I may choose the best one. And even if it means that we are playing on a table with six walls or six swamps, then that's the way we should play if both me and my opponent feel that that's what we need. So that's that's a problem. On the other side of the coin though, I've been to many of events. I mean, I traveled a lot, so I've seen how multiple areas of stores do their thing. And there's always a couple of boards that are themed. I might say goofy themed, or I might just say themed. And I'm well, going to say themed. We do it for the five-person team event, right? Like, we make one we do. one or two tables of the group. Yeah. That... But there's always like, you know, oh, this this whole board's pretty much on fire. Or this whole right. board is, I don't know. This is a like, World War One you know, yeah. battlefield. Trenches and so, walls. And some of those, some of those type of theme boards probably favor certain lists over others. And so that is eliminated, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you, you don't get screwed over. I don't know what the WTC like would do. What are you going to choose tables? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want the winter mat. I want the forest mat. You yeah, know, I don't, yeah. but that's beside the point. 
there, there are some things I like about it, but I, I actually thought what you just said was was really accurate, and that is, I would feel bad if I lost the game because I didn't place terrain as skillfully or as well as, as Brad Park, as Justin do. Fair my, fav- my favorite great player. player. <laughs> I, I think you, you bring up a good point, and I think even like so, even me being to. The thing that I worry about is now you telling me as a TO, I just can't. If I have thirty two tables, I need more than terrain. Than yeah. Just the thirty two tables. Yeah, you need now like I got to order additional terrain to give you optional terrain that you may not even use. Yeah, because I, right now we have seven pieces for board, right? Yeah, it's pretty much seven. Um, so now you have to offer players what ten to choose from. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to say here's six of every piece. But yeah, I know that that's impossible. But are you going to offer another 10 per table? So, yes, yeah. you are buying more terrain. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all I was going to say was, was we can go back and forth on yeah. this issue, right? You know, but, but, but at the end of the day, and this is really how I, I think, I think Steamroller needed something. I like that they are starting to think outside of the traditional Steamroller oh. box, right? No I, um, and and I think it's uh, it's pro- ultimately a good move for the game if Steamroller gets expanded. One of the comments that someone the annoy- comments that annoyed me on on Facebook, someone was like, "Well, I might as well play a Warhammer." And I'm thinking, you know, they stole this idea or that idea for, from the Warhammer scenarios. I'm like, "Well, wait a second. First of all, what's wrong with taking a good idea and making it your own?" Number two, where do you want to stop that when, analogy? When they oh, sing, wait, I'm, I'm shooting a gun just like in Warhammer. Oh, wait, I'm moving a model just like in Warhammer. Like, so let's write another check to J.R. Tolkien, right? Because he pretty much created everything fantasy. And let's call it a day. Right. We'll just write him yeah. another check. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? There was another thing. Time. It takes time to deploy terrain. Yeah. And so I think that's, and especially in a larger event, I think that might be yeah. it's almost a deal breaker. So right, I, I mean, how much time do you allot for for terrain deployment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think if you play a Mark IV game, in my opinion, the game has gotten faster, but you just yes. slowed it down by making people yes. deploy terrain. So you right back to where you were. Yeah. So that's quite an expert point. Yeah. You, you actually, you might, you actually you might, might be, be behind. Yeah. You might be, yeah, you might be worse. And then you're going to get judge calls. And I think we, to me, granted, I'm a person that tries to look to try to look at what does the future hold with doing this. I think you're getting up in a slippery position because now you're going to start having tournaments where people aren't, you're going to tell players to bring your own terrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like now you're in these situations where people bring these. So we're going into Mompop. Yeah. So you, you bring these seven buildings. Yeah. Like you bring these gigantuan terrain. It's huge. It's taking up too much space. But you know, your army has the rules to play around it. Yeah. Yeah, but your yeah. opponent doesn't. So yeah. I am, well, even though... That's why I think the mom pock is kind of a half a decent reference, yeah. right? Yeah. you yeah. bring your own terrain. No, that's not a bad reference. You're right. You, 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 Are we going to stop playing on maps where you, terrain here, terrain uh, here, terrain uh, here? You know we're not, but I get your point. Uh, yeah. Do you and know? We, I do know. We are not moving you, to a grid with spaces. You, don't, you don't know that. Yeah. I do. I but do. see, I think or, even though you don't like, you mentioned earlier, like the theme tables, I'm not that I dislike them because yeah. I, I, I like theme tables. I just I'm talking about for game balance only. Great, but I think this is one thing that people do forget. War Machine and a Horse has a level of complexity that most other games don't have. The terrain should matter. Okay. Yes, agree. Yes. And so at the end of the day, 
in Mark 3, in Mark 2, and if you go back to even Mark 1, right, you would always go to these certain cons or certain tournaments where it didn't matter what side I picked. It didn't matter what. Right. And so the thing that we have to do is, as organizers, even as players, is begin to get to the point where you can appreciate the fact that the terrain on the table has to make a difference. Because I played in tournaments where I've like, I play my list and I can probably beat this list that I'm playing across the other end of the table. But the thing that I need to do it is just to get my army across the line in the hell of gunfire. And I end up on this table where terrain is non-existent. You're in the desert. Like you got a a half dollar sized piece of forest. You're like, I can't even put a large base in there and get considered because it's not completely within that forest. Right, right. So. Oh, I'm with you. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's funny because um, I don't, I don't know. Is there a statement in the steamroller packet about symmetrical tables or non-symmetrical tables? I don't think there is. No. I'm pretty sure there isn't. Uh, but it, it, you know, there are some players who show up thinking, well, wait a second, that's not fair. It's supposed to be like a chessboard, but it's not. No, it's right? never supposed it, to be. It, that's right. It's not supposed and, and No, I actually think the problem is more often than not, it is too correct. symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and I've always, but, I've always tried to create tables that were not symmetrical. Can... First turn, second turn should matter. And it won't matter unless I... there's a piece of terrain you want or don't want on your side yeah. of the table. I've seen it go too far where, you know, one side is just like, Fortress, and the other side is you know, oh, barren sure. wasteland. But in reality, all you really need to do is if you have one line of sight blocking terrain, or even just a wall, and you position it in front of one of the flags, that side now has the advantage, mm-hmm. right? The fact that you could be camping the flag and be behind the wall, you've now given that side something like worthy. Like you yeah. know what, I want the side because I can get that flag. But you also got to take it from the other side, right? If you, it depends on what the width of your buildings are, right? Yeah. You put a flag on one side of a building. Yeah, I can stick my model there, and you can also, but you can I can also, also be able to contest it, and you got to run yeah, around a building. the building. A building's almost worse sometimes. The yeah. wall is sometimes better. Yeah, walls are typically a little bit better. It, but that's all it takes, like, and to say, like, hey, this board is actually not even, you know? Yeah. It, it, Although that's Mark three. Yes, correct. So, that's Mark three. That's true. That's an old and, mark. Remember, we don't have a Mark four yet. We're all playing yeah. Mark four. We're all living in our Mark four beta world. But Mark four doesn't hit right till January. Yeah, right. So, so apparently, these boys have some going I, back to the drawing board. I think what it, I'm hoping that the way it does end up is they'll leave the steamroller packet the way it is. You can play a place terrain as a local store. If you are at a con or you at a big event that the terrain is placed by the TO. Because the one, as an organizer myself, that means I don't have to go out and buy all this excess terrain to give you options. Yep. I can create a table. I can create a mind. I can give myself in the mind of the players when I place the terrain like you do, Seth. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I got to do a balanced tables. Or you balance tables as a group. Yes. There yeah. are tables that do lend themselves a little bit better for gun lines. But there are some other tables that lend themselves a little bit heavy to those you can get across the line to to meet the gun line, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to blend it in for both because that's yeah. the randomness of what table you ended up on. Yeah. yeah. And then the sides have to matter. So you know, and it's funny the the, the I, I remember the game where I uh, and this is before I was really a regular uh, organizer where I I realized how much terrain. 
uh, terrain mattered. I was playing a, a, a guy and there were these just two big obstructions and he had hidden a lot of core models that I wanted to kill behind those obstructions. And I thought, oh no, I'm never going to be able to win that game. So I'm rushing some dudes forward just to get in there, right? And uh, what I realized I had done was I stopped his models from coming out and they were too far away to contest a flag. And sure enough, it's like turn, it's top of turn four. He's like, you, you, you just won. Like, what, what are you talking about? Come on, I, I'm, I'm shooting stuff. I'm attacking. No, no, no. Count points, man. You just won. And he's like, you, you jam me in here so good. That was a great plan. Yes, yes, it was a great plan. Thank you very much for <laughs> congratulating me on that high level planning that I just did. And I was like, oh wow, yeah. And that was such a cool experience. That, that for me was the. You know the, the the light bulb, right, for the terrain and the place. I think that's the beautiful thing, right, is that terrain should be a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Even in the situation of you put that wall right there. Yeah, you put that solo right there on the wall, they got covered. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to put my solo there to contest it. Now he got covered. Sure. And so you end up in these situations like I've, I've seen people place walls like that, and they'll run a model up there. And when I was playing Crucible Guard, I'll put my Crucible Guard Stinger right there. That dude's natural defense is 16. <laughs> so yeah. try to hit him over a wall. Right. Or Casual try to shoot him. It's like, yeah. like a kick him up behind yeah. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. And the kick him up contesting your flag. Yeah. So now the flag, the, the wall that you thought was your benefit yeah. is now the very dagger that's being used. Yes. To yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think we, we covered that terrain yeah. piece pretty darn well, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but I do think uh, Steamroller is in need of a shakeup. But I think also, until we have a completed packet, I mean, no official decisions have been made uh, for the for the brawl yet, and I haven't really had any deep conversation with Zosha about about Captain Kong because she's she's in charge there. I'm yeah. just a floor judge. Um, but uh, you know, are we just going to use the old Steamroller packet until we have something? I know, think that's, in my opinion. Granted, I know Private Press is overwhelmed with releasing Mark Four. Hmm. I think you can shake up, you can stake up a thing roller simply by changing the addition. Addition is a shake up because mm -hmm. we don't have nowhere near the many models. That's true. And if I, I'm, I'm, it's a part of me that's a little bit scared that if you don't use scenarios to make us play solos, that the cost of solos in the game. Will totally be driven off. Yeah. So that that's okay. So uh, there's two things I wanted to talk about. One would be like fifty, seventy-five, or a hundred. But I'm going to shelf that one for a minute because I really don't know what the answer is. Okay. And the answer is going to be whatever the perceived popular vote is. That's that, you know that's how it's going to eventually shake out. Okay. But I want to talk about solos. Um, what's your opinion on solos? My opinion. I'll go first so you understand what I'm talking about. My opinion is that solos are extremely static. The threat ranges are extremely static. And I actually think for the most part they're overcosted unless they are heavily utility. But like the, the theory of a combat solo right now, and you want to charge me four points when I can pretty much get a whole unit for seven. Why am I taking any solos at all? Yeah. Are we are, is it me or are we back to the beginning of Mark Three when no one wanted to touch a solo because there were four points? I, I, I think I, I don't know. If we're all the way back there. I think we're getting close. I think we're pretty close. We, we're getting pretty close. The, the the ones that I think scare you the most are mount, especially mounted solos. Anything on a horse mm -hmm. is like seven or eight points. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That's a full unit. Yeah. And like there's some unit attachments that are like I'm paying this mean point for the attachment that I pay for paying, the unit. Paying four points for the attachment, seven for the unit. Yeah. So that's just fifty whatever yeah. percent. So you in less scenarios, but you even but it was brilliant in Mark Three. They made the scenario bring in optional things that we did not want to play. Right. We brought we brought solos because you had to bring them yeah, if you wanted to win. But yeah. But forcing people to do something I don't always view as the best policy. I disagree because you you're 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 giving folks because you could just assassinate and not worry about a scenario at all. Correct. You could just sure. jam and not worry about a scenario at all. So if you want to give yourself all of the options for your win conditions, then you have to bring a solo. That's different than actually forcing a person to bring yeah. a solo. The, all right. When yeah. you think about it, the game has always been trying to – Project Press has always been trying to get us to play. At the core of what they want us to do is a combined arms list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to design a scenario that is – beneficial to combine on. So that's why you put stuff way on the other side of the board. Because if you ain't got a gun to shoot it, yeah, yeah. it just sits there and keeps scoring. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely all of these right. play a part in the game. I, I, one more thing I want to say about scenarios before we move on. Um, I do really like the idea of and, and, and it will not break my heart if zones completely disappear. And I really like the idea that I've heard out there that there are going to be terrain pieces that will be scorable because I think that what that will do is I will add to the thematic, the storytelling element well, of the of, game. That's just changing the name of the zone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's no longer the zone; it's now get that church. Yeah, I, I agree. Which is and fine. I, and I think yeah. that, and I think getting that forest, I think securing the forest, I think securing the ruins, I think securing the yeah. something is much more fun than stand in the fictitious circle we place in the middle of your table. Good. Well, there was supposed to be a reason why the circle was yeah. the circle and the zone was a zone. Well, but that's why but the, we just uh, we just glaze over it because we hold in the position. It's a right. tournament well, attitude, right? Of yeah, like, well, we're just playing this game. But also, I mean, I, I, I've been playing long enough that I remember. Uh, the, uh, the 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 story scenarios from the leagues, yeah. right? One of the reasons that we all loved playing the leagues was because those stories were so fun, yeah. Right, and then uh, you know we always had that the, the same competition. Are we practicing for a tournament? Or are we we playing this game for fun? I think that that a scoring terrain piece is a great mix of those two yeah. items. I grant you, I agree with you, Seth. I, scoring terrain is really cool to me. However, the the one drawback to that is. And this may be just my engineering head. Hmm. I don't like random measurements or random sizes, arbitrary things. Like on the, the steamroll package that they gave us at Warfare Weekend, it says this base can be 20 millimeters or larger. Right, I saw So that. there's no cap yeah. on how big you can be. And you couldn't put a terrain feature within four inches of Correct. said marker. So, so if my you make that marker big enough. I'm bringing a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> like so. That's that's my thing. Like I've seen, uh, people talk about terrain pieces where you have a six. It can be a six by six or a twelve. Anything from a six by six to a twelve by twelve. Anything from one to the other. Yeah. Well, just make it one or right. the other. Yeah. Stop giving us that many options. Right. Or, or I mean, I can certainly see it being reasonable. Houses are four by four or four by six. Right, or, you know, something I mean, like that. We're picking on the new scenario, which is an alpha, not even real scenario. 
That's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm going to pile on because I can. Sure. And it's always fun. Yeah. What was the worst scenario in Mark II? Oh, was it Three Flags? And what was the new Nine Flag version? Uh, three Flags with Nine Flags. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I read that, I was like, everybody's going to hate this. Because you have to do this like square dance yeah. on the battlefield. Like, no, that's not the flag. No, this is the flag. No, this is the flag. Yeah. Look, I got it's you. Like, I, 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 I mean, that thing was doomed from the start. It was at the same time, like I said before, I really do appreciate that they're branching out moving on. I think that they were really clear, except yeah. that people weren't paying attention. You know, one of my favorite alpha. movies is My Blue Heaven. I know. And there's a scene where Rick Moranis just looks at the girl and is like, I admire your zeal. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is one of those situations. We admire uh, your zeal. Yeah, no, come up I, with a new I do. But beat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I agree with you, Seth. That reaching, they're trying something new. Yeah. Now, hopefully, they will. In trying something new, you have to do two things, in my opinion. Right. You, you keep trying, but you also listen. Mm-hmm. Because there's some in line, like artists saying, like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. Next well, thing, we're gonna have circle deployments again. Is it? Is it? Isn't that something you said to me once that uh, – no, or maybe I, maybe I heard it on your podcast where you said privateer press's greatest strength and weaknesses, they listen to everybody? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. one of these situations, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but in this case, we're right. I, the I people are right that, in this case. I, I didn't say the people were wrong. I'm just, just making a point. I'm just making it clear. All right, so we've beaten up on Steamroller pretty darn well here tonight. Uh, I think it is time for us to transition into the Judge's Corner. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Judge's Corner for our uh, Mark IV beta rules that are not actually set in stone. Yeah. So, yes, our Judge's Corner is is a soft corner. Right? And we, we take everything with a grain of salt. But, the bull milk. Yeah. The, the uh, conversation that we had at dinner was, uh, you know, we've seen people play a lot of things in Mark IV a Mark III way. And we want to kind of point out a couple of things that um, that have actually changed for Mark IV, but people don't realize it because they're still playing it the way they used to. Why don't you start us off there, Terrence? Um, so sprays are now fully modifiable. So that means in Mark III, a spray template, because you use a template, it can never be changed. So now that we no longer use templates, a spray is now a straight line. Therefore, if you cast Snipe on a model, that has a spray. If it is spray eight, snipe is three now instead of four. Right. So it's now spray eleven. Ah, it becomes a convergence spray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you found any like really egregious like spray twenty ones? No. The closest I've seen is there is a caster in Kador who can take razor wind because sprays are modifiable. It that should, means it should be noted razor wind is now a spray. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Yes. Razor Wind is a spray tin, two goss spray tin. Because sprays are not modifiable, range amplifier means that your spell gains plus five range. So that means your spray tin now becomes a spray 15. Is that that as designed or you think it's it's an overlook in the rules? Yeah, I believe it is as designed. I, you know what? I'm gonna go. On. I think it's, it might be an overlook. 
really well. Hey, look, we know he is an expert, right? That's true. Yeah, Terrence. Yeah. I mean, I, how about this? The typo could be that Fraser Hunter was never supposed to be a Sprite. I mean, it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't been a Sprite for 15 years. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be the thing, too. Yeah. I, I, I think it's actually, I think they wanted it to be a Sprite. I don't think they thought about the um, uh, interaction. Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, what it was called. I'll put it to you like this. They have. And it's oh. made that way. Okay. okay. So then they want the range right. 15 sprays. So that means so spells like this on the new Orgoth Catholic Fire Group, who means you get plus two inches to all models get to their range attacks. Yeah. Now Spriggs turn jacks, they have sprays. You yeah. know, as much as I will miss the argument over the little tip of the 10-inch spray, and was it, in fact, 10 and a quarter? <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, I, am, uh, I am very happy with the straight-line spray. I, I, I just, I think it's cleaner. I think it's better. Um, it's the Warcaster spray. Okay. Yeah. It's better. No, it's cool. Yeah. All right. The, the one thing about it, and I granted, this come from Crucible Bar players, so <laughs> take, take this as a certain grain of salt, right? It is way easier. Once you learn how to understand sprays, for you to make it so that your opponent doesn't get multiple models with a spray. Yeah, yeah. It is because it lines up directly in the middle. According to priority phrases, the size, the, the line is zero. So that means that if it doesn't go exactly down the middle and hit another base, it doesn't hit anything else. Right. I mean, you could play around a little bit because you could say, I'm targeting that model way back there. So you can kind of adjust your line potentially, but it still has to go straight through the middle of that base. And you, and you, you can move your model, right? You yes. can try to put you your, model. your model. But I'm saying, like, you don't have to target something within the range of the spray. Correct. So I can target something on the opposite corner of the board, for argument's yeah. sake, as long as I can see it. Yeah. And, you know, maybe get a better line. But... I, I think we all understand. Yeah. yeah, let me just throw this out there. Uh, the player that wants to have the argument with me, you know, the zero, the size, or the width of the uh, the, the spray, yeah. that person doesn't have to play me ever again. <laughs> I just want, <laughs> want to throw that out yeah. there. Well, a line is a group of points, and points have no size. So, again, <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> you can't tell me. So, a ruler is a line. I'm just giving you the... A ruler is the perfect example. I just quoted the rule of math, right? Correct. A point is a point. It has no size. Correct. And a line, by definition, is a group of points. Yes. And a line segment is part of a line. So, so, yeah. so by that logic, then lines have no dimension, which, whatever, who cares? A ruler is the perfect example. It's not me, by the way. Who's Let the engineer problem. speak. A ruler is a line. It's supposed to be straight. Yeah. Straight line. Straight edge. Now, if you lay it flat on the table, mm -hmm. it is still a line. Yeah. You turn it up on its edge, it's, it's still a line. But the models underneath the line can greatly differ whether or not it is flat or it's on its edge. You don't have to play me in War Machine ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you know and I know yeah. that it's going to be, I'm glad that they defined this, that yep. there's a line of so much width, mm -hmm. because it's going to be that guy yeah. at the con whose laser light yeah. It's about the width of a table. Yeah. And he'll be like, I'll so, get your army. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have to. First off, I'm a fucking genius with a technical high school diploma, whatever the hell that's worth. So I understand this engineering shit. All right. I didn't say you didn't. I actually would think, you know, you're going to use your laser 
and the lasers kind of going to dictate. However, that being said, you just brought up a good point because I don't remember who it was that I was playing. But I was like, man, this guy's got the thickest laser I've ever seen in my life. I, I mean, I use a typical like the Army Painter one that everybody has. And this guy had something else. And I'm like, oh, was it the green laser that went like from one side of the I hall to the I, other? No, I, actually, I think it was right when I was like, this son of a bitch and thing is like a quarter inch wand. I'm like, and he's saying, oh, I just clipped that model. I have line of sight. It was a line of sight thing. I'm like, do you though? <laughs> do you really? Because, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a carpenter by trade. I, I can kind of spot a quarter of an inch. I'm like, no, that motherfucker's wide. Like, <laughs> so this line should be like, at most, I don't expect it to be a precision laser, right? I mean, it's yeah. a hobby laser, but, you know, he's a sixteenth of an inch. Sixteenth of an inch is actually pretty thick. <laughs> yeah. like, you break out a quarter of an inch, I'm like, holy shit. Well, if we are talking about points right on a compass, and they're saying yeah. zero is, is a, so technically anything wider than one degree from that zero to that yeah. one, right, is too wide. Yeah. Right? Okay then. So yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. Another thing we talked about was the the uh, the charging. You want to explain that one, Terrence? We said oh. that uh, charging charging on cool. a melee. You know what? Cool. Terrence is going to do most of these, right? Uh, we don't have that many, but yes. Oh, all right, Karen. Charging on so, a melee. So, regardless of whether or not you have the unstoppable rules or not, in the rule book it clearly says you cannot charge out of melee. Sentence right in there. It's a sentence. There's a period at the end. So therefore, <laughs> there are no exceptions. There are no this, that, the other thing. Granted, Unstoppable does say that you can leave melee and make an attack. And, and not for, I believe it's what? And, and not, not for, for, for and not your, com yeah. your, your combat, combat, combat action. Yeah. But Unstoppable does not say you can charge out of melee. Well, so that's that. Uh, so then, what, so let's pretend. And I know we we we're on radio, right? So yeah. it's hard to talk about positioning and models, etc. So I've got one model that is not engaging anything. Two models in a unit that are the one model that isn't engaging anything makes the charge. Charges something else. Those two other dudes teleport. Let's pretend that they have unstoppable. Do they not teleport anymore? They do teleport. Okay, but they haven't charged, right? That so. So here's the thing. About units, that first dude charges, he makes his charge attack. So two dudes that poured in, because they could not legally charge, they forfeit their combat actions. They do nothing. They port it's not there. because they left the combat range because they I charged this, down there's, melee. There's one, there's one, one other important thing, and I know it was specifically called out in Mark Two and Mark Three. I don't know if it's called out in the rulebook or Mark Four, but in the previous two rulebooks, it says, "Nos trump yeses." <clears throat> in other words, I don't remember that. It was always the no was more powerful than the yes. So if something, something says you can't do something right. and you have something that says I can always can't do something or whatever. Can't is what is yes. thinking of. Can't yeah. trump can't. And I assume that's still the case. But if it was the other way around, then unstoppable would work. No, it wouldn't. If it was the other way around. Because unstoppable, the way it's worded. But it the, doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't it matter. Worded, it's worded great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So. Uh, and then you wanted you pointed out something about Shadowbind and yes. all right, go for it. So we're used to a game where Shadowbind or stationary models never move. If you have a unit, unless you Shadowbind or stationary the entire unit, every individual model, every individual model, the models that are not Shadowbind and not stationary, one of them can move, 
in the other guy's port. However, once they poured over, they saw Africa to the combat action. So, the rule that you must remember about Mark IV is this. Unit cohesion is never broken under any circumstance. Well, it sense it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Right. But unit cohesion, it, that's the everybody being within two inches. There's nothing that breaks that. Uh, actually, there is. Except PK. Pathfinder. Um, sorry, reposition. Reposition. Yeah. Reposition breaks that. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's something else too, besides TK and um, reposition, but it doesn't matter. They're very few and far between. Yes. Oh, sidestep. Yeah. Well, it says yeah. in 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 the movement rules that things like sidestep, reposition, that happens outside of, of that one move. And believe me, I've looked. Good luck trying to find units with repo other than Calfor. Yeah. Good, good luck finding a five-man unit with reposition. How about that? Yeah. Does uh, stationary shadow shadow bind say you cannot um, you cannot be placed? No. And so, that's why they're able to move correct. because it says they cannot it's, be placed. Look, it's it it doesn't mean that if the, let's put those in spell form, right? Like mm -hmm. just they exist in spell form. It doesn't mean that those spells are useless. So if you have your lead model. If I freeze and grip whatever uh, shadow bind that lead model. That lead model is ineligible to make the charge move. So they right. so then your opponent's forced to use a model that's further back that might not have distance. So it's not like it's weak. The point, yes, the the point is that these yeah. spells aren't completely dead versus units. Oh, no, They're just think, not yeah. as effective. I don't think that was his point. Oh, no, yeah, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't even know if that not that makes them not even more effective, especially now we think about Shadowbind is Stationary has always been super powerful against uh, like shield wall units mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. dudes that want to clump up. Yep. And they still just as strong because now that dude got to walk around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He can't charge. I mean, unless you got tactician. Yeah, unless you got tactician. Right. Yeah. Which exists. Tactician happens. A little bit. Not as much. All right. So the big question becomes do these things get modified? Are there rule adjustments? Are there, you know, because again, we are living in the beta world. We really don't know. I mean, right? the we way can, the... We, can, we can assume that something feels like it's written, or I spoke to someone and they said this, you know, lots of things. They but... seem fine. They seem like fine. all of these things seem fine the way they're Oh, written. I agree. I just didn't, I don't want people to take what we're saying as gospel. Yeah. Right? Is it because no, it's all could something change. to change? Yeah. All right. So, uh, once again, we. Yeah, thanks so much for making time for us. This has been a lot of fun. Anytime. Anytime. Great, great time uh, having you here. Are there any clothing, closing thoughts for everybody? Just want everybody to know where we're going to be recording next week. Really? Yeah. We're going to be at the Drive-In Movie Theater featured in the movie Grease. Outstanding. All right. Well, until that time, this is Seth Cohen saying be very careful of how you criticize because criticism can become the thief of joy.